Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, Agent Power Huddle. It is 11 o'clock here in North Carolina, where Craig and I are at, but on the West Coast, it's 8 a.m. And we kind of expected not to have a lot of viewers today because everyone's in Cabo while we're in North Carolina. So it is what it is. I think the next event is in June. And I think it would be good if we try to go to that, Craig. Absolutely. I'm in. Just experience everyone and meet everyone in person because we see people on here all the time and we hear the podcast and everything. We just haven't really met anyone face to face. So I think we should um, attempt to do that. But anyways, yes. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Um, I am Allie Bohannon and you have your coach or your host, Craig here. Um, I am a real estate agent here in the Charlotte, North Carolina I guess, region. And Craig is um, a lot of things. Like, you know, he's a dad and um, he he has a great job career. And he's also a unbeatable mind coach. And uh, he also hosts a mastermind every Tuesday. So he just jumped off of that to come back on here. And um, so he he's in a lot of leadership roles and everything that he does. And um it kind of brings us back to our topic today, and we're discussing relationships part two. Our first um, part, part one, was just a month ago, and we decided when we were invited back on here to do a second part because we just had so much to say and we're very passionate about it. So um, we just wanted to kind of continue that. But um, tell us a little bit about your mastermind, Craig. How, how did you start that? And uh, what was the intent by ha- behind that and what have you learned so far by doing that? Yeah, the mastermind is really the reason I'm here. Um, Matthew Hanks is a part of that mastermind. And uh, obviously I'm, I'm here because of Matthew. I met a guy, I was at a conference in Tennessee, uh, probably in 2016. And I met a guy named Aaron Walker who talked about um, the power of a mastermind. And a mastermind can be a lot of different things. But his mastermind was kind of relationship-based. And it was a business mastermind, but they also handled life issues. And they, you know, Aaron talked about how he didn't want to join, but he ended up joining and he's glad that he did. And he was in there with guys like Dave Ramsey, you may have heard that name, or or Dan Butler. And he talked about how it propelled his life forward, being being surrounded by these these men. Um, I think it was Jim Rome who said, you're the equivalent of the five people who are closest to you. Love him. So when I came back from the conference, I, you know, I, I decided I, I needed that in my own life. And um, and so I created a group and I looked for guys in the, in the area here. You, you could do a mastermind over Zoom, obviously, these days. But, you know, local business owners who were out of the box, entrepreneurial type thinkers. And uh, we've been meeting since 2016. Uh, every wow. Tuesday morning at eight. Yeah. So I'm going to expand that offering and and, uh, and and create more masterminds. And the guy I mentioned, Aaron Walker, I think he has 18 masterminds now. Uh, that's it, and that's his business. So uh, it's, it's been a it's been a good journey. We've developed some good relationships in that group, and we we have a business focus, but we've had a lot of personal issues, parenting issues, marriage issues. Uh, unfortunately, 
um, one of the guys in the group's son was just uh, killed in a car accident. So, so we, we, we helped him through, you know, we're helping him through that being there for him. So, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience for all of us. Wow. Well, if, if someone was interested, if someone goes back and reads or listens to her, the podcast or listening now, if they wanted to join that, is that something that you would be open to? And how would they do that? Yeah, absolutely. And you can know, you can contact me. My, my website is winningyourmind.com. And I am J. Craig Graves on just about every social media platform. So I'm easy to easy to find. Yeah, because a lot of people need that in their life. You know, maybe they don't have the relationship like we're actually going to talk about today. It's funny how it kind of goes back to that. But even just like the business mind and having that relationship with the group of guys that get together every Tuesday and talk and mastermind and not just about business, but personal. Yes, 100 percent. You know, we've got, uh, you know, different business owner types. So, for instance, Matthew runs a real estate brokerage. Uh, there's another guy who's a, who's a psychotherapist and who runs a business. We had a, tra- we have a trampoline park owner. So it's, it's a varied group, <laughs> but you know, the business concepts and principles are, are similar and, and the same in a lot of cases. And uh, you know, if, if we tie it back to real estate, you know, Hank's being the, the, the guy at the top of the chain in his business, you know, he would tell you that the mastermind has been invaluable because now he has other people who can relate to the things he's going through as a, as a business owner. So it's been fantastic. Yeah. Well, if anyone is interested in that, I, Craig and I get together all the time and and talk and he's, he's a great leader. So, um, you know, he, he can help anyone really. And he's really nice to talk to and is a good ear. So, and he's open to it. He likes that kind of stuff. So, but anyways, um, what we talked about last time, I think we should do kind of like a recap on what we talked about last time here about a month ago. But, but before I get to that, because there was four things that we covered last month when we talked about relationships, I was re-listening to it this morning, our podcast from a, from a month ago, and just kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. And I kid you not, and I don't even think you realize this, but I'm going to point it out. So the fourth thing that we talked about regarding relationships was of course relationships with ourselves. And the fourth thing was to have a vision. That's how you can have a good um, relationship with yourself because without a relationship in inwards, it's hard to have it, you know, outwards towards other people. Yeah. And number four was vision. And there was two things that you were visualizing just a month ago. And those two things you've, you've done. Okay. All right. Y'all listen to this. So here's kind of an announcement. Um, Craig was taking his real estate course and he passed. So that was a vision. I passed the course test. I still got to take the step. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge clap. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that call me all the time uh, because I'm just in real estate. So people call and they're like, I can't pass this test. You know, it's hard. And Craig knows that going into it because he's he's friends with a lot of real estate people and they tell him like it's it's a hard test. He he takes it once and gets like an what an 85 or something. Yeah, something like Crushed that. It. <laughs> Crushed it, right? So I thought that was so cool because we can just go back from a month ago and he accomplished that in just a few weeks because of the vision. So this stuff that we talk about, we, Craig and I just don't talk about it. I mean, we live this stuff every day. Um and the second one is he was envisioning himself driving a Porsche 
And now he has one in his driveway today. In his driveway, he has a Porsche. I'll show you guys a picture of it. But um, I just, I was listening to that. I was like, unbelievable. I said, I don't even think he realizes that he's accomplished that in um, less than a month. To the, to the things that he was focused on and had a vision about has happened. So these things actually, I don't know if you guys can see this. There's his Porsche. Um, let me unblur my background. But um, he was able to get this. That's better. That, that's it. There you go. So do you have a name? I know some people name their vehicles. No, I don't have a name for my car. I, I, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, I just wanted to mention that before we got into things, but, you know, we're going to talk about relationships. And last month we talked about how important it is to have a relationship within yourself. And there was four points that we covered. And the first one was number one, spending time with yourself and how important it is to kind of isolate yourself and be truthful with you and be intentional about it. And the reason why we said it was so important is because, you know, you confront your insecurities and you're able to tackle them. And then also when you um, kind of reflect by yourself and give yourself time, you can celebrate your wins. And then another one is um, Craig. He's a master at this is breathing techniques and meditation. So spend a time with yourself. You can do those three things. And the next one was, um, you know, don't dwell in the past, you know, for, forgive yourself, you know, cause everyone makes mistakes. And um, I'm going to read this quote that I posted on Facebook the other day. It said, never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. Ooh, I, I read that and I was like, God, that's good. I took it from someone. I think it was my mom. She posted that and I thought that was really good. Um, so that was the second thing. Don't dwell on the past. You know, just forgive yourself. Third one was affirmations and how important that is. And of course, I think Craig is a master at that too. He does that every day. Um, he's really good at that. And then four is vision. So that goes back to what I mentioned um, earlier with, you know, Craig had his vision and, it's, and it happened within a few weeks. So um, that's a little bit of a recap of last week or last month. So today we decided to go ahead and kind of talk about how you can build relationships with others. Once you got that master of, you know, communicating with yourself and have that relationship with yourself, how to do it outwards and actually have relationships with people. And I think Craig is a great example and someone great to bring in is because like we mentioned earlier, you know, he's a dad, He's a leader in um, the mastermind, and then he's also unbeatable mind coach. So he he understands relationships and how important it is. And when we got together, we talked about what can we, how can we kind of structure this? Because I mean, we can go on years about talking about this. And he's like, "Well, have you ever read the book?" I said, "Well, what book? Like, what book is this?" And he said, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." And I've read that and that was a couple years ago, but I have read that before. And I said, well, that's a great way for us to kind of structure this, this podcast and kind of go through it and um, kind of just talk about it. We, we didn't have a lot to prepare, a lot of time to prepare for this. So we're kind of going off the cuff right now because we've been busy and all, but um, we kind of have a guideline of what that book talks about and the points that 
I guess he calls it lessons, but chapters in the book that he kind of bullet points it out and explains how you can have relationships with others. Yeah, there were nine, nine of those lessons, Allie. I read that book a long time ago. And, um, you know, I probably could not have told you what the, what the lessons were until we, until we reviewed for this talk today. Yeah. But as I went back through those, I realized that, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's something that comes natural or something that I, that I remember from what I read, but a lot of these, uh, you know, I already implement. And I think a lot of these are probably common sense in our, in our dealings with people in our relationships. So I'm just going to read these nine lessons because we've got a limited window. Like you said, we could probably talk about these for, for hours. Um, and maybe we'll kind of go through and highlight each one, or if there's ones you think really pertain to the real estate business itself, we can focus on those. But these principles, these lessons that we're going to talk about are lessons that you can use with, with, uh, with, your, with your clients, with your coworkers, with your friends, if you're in a leadership role, uh, with your employees, with your, with your wife, with your children, with your family. So they're really universal. They're not really strictly business-related type type things. Um, lesson one is don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Lesson two, um, if you want people to like you, become genuinely interested in them. And I was kind of hoping Jesse was going to be here because he's, he comes across to me as somebody who's genuinely interested in, in, in people. Yeah. And I was going to ask him about that. Lesson three is be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Lesson four is to win someone to your way of thinking. Get them to say yes immediately. You want to have more yeses because once they start saying no, you know, ego gets involved and, and those kind of things. And it's harder to get people to see your, your point of view. Ask questions instead of giving orders. We'll talk about that one. Uh, lesson six is show respect for the other's opinion. Don't tell them they are wrong. Lesson seven, if you are wrong, admit it, admit it immediately. Lesson eight is to use encouragement to empower the other person. And lesson nine is to talk in terms of the other person's interests. So those are really the nine things that uh, that we could really go deep on. But because we are limited on time, Allie, are there certain ones you think we should cover? Or do you just want to go down the list and kind of highlight them as much as we can? So a lot of stories come to mind. And I like how you said how we can relate it to real estate. I think that's a good idea. Let's do that. Okay. So, oh, this is good. Let's start with number one, just because it's number one. So don't okay. criticize, condemn, or complain. And a story comes to mind. And I'll say it, and I can't say names because of, you know, for obvious reasons, but I was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Craig match mentions Matthew a lot. So I was his business partner for a really long time and we would work on transactions together and we were the listing agent on this particular home. And the, um, it was a shaky transaction. I'll just say that. And it came to the point where the buyer agent came to us and was like, I need help. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I need help on how to keep this on track and keep my people happy, you know, whatever the case may be. And I was just listening and his response to everything that the client was saying, I was like, buyer agent. I said, this is what's happening. This is the, this is the problem. You're, you are criticizing every opinion that the buyer has. 
And it almost loops to the other one that says, show respect for the other's opinion. Because first of all, these buyers are very nervous. I mean, they're buying a home and they're relying on the agent to kind of guide them. But if the agent's not respecting their opinion or listening to their opinion and criticizing it, of course, things are going to go bad. Of course. So I think, and this kind of relates to number three, it says, be a good listener. So all I said was, listen, this is what this was, has to go down. One, you need to listen to them. You need to let them say what they want, even if it's not true, whatever they're saying, even if it's not true, let them talk. Two, understand, acknowledge. I understand how that can be frustrating. I know that can be kind of scary, you know, where the case may be. And then, then advise. Because then you're giving them the respect that they earn. And two, you're you're letting them, you're actually listening and being interested in what they have to say. So I can, this story relates to all, everything in here. But that's what comes to mind is that I remember everything that he would say that he was saying to the buyer was criticizing them. And just that, it wasn't the house that was the reason why things were shaky. It wasn't anything related to the real estate. It was the relationship part that he they had with with the buyer agent and uh i remember we, we were talking to him and he would he i just talked to him like a week ago and this this transaction was closed a long time ago and he remembers that transaction like it was yesterday because he's like i can't thank you enough for how helpful it was and and it's so simple like if you just read this it's just it's simple and it kind of goes back to having a relationship with yourself because you gotta you gotta have the confidence within yourself, of course. But um, I don't know if that's a story that came to mind. That's a good story, and I think you hit you hit several there. I think you yeah. you, know, you started out with don't criticize. You know, you talked about active listening and, and being a good listener. You know, also showing respect for the other person's opinion. Don't tell yeah. them that you're wrong because that's immediately going to put somebody on the defensive. You know, if you have to, even if you know the other person's wrong. You know, it's it's better to correct someone by saying it's possible I'm wrong. You know, Allie, I could be wrong. But right. have, you thought, have you thought about this or have you looked at it this way? So that example there uh, that you just shared cover, covers a lot of these. And like you said, a lot of these are common sense. Now, I would say about lesson one, if you do, you know, there are times when criticism is 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 valid. You know, right. we were talking earlier this morning about some office stuff and, you know, if you're correcting someone, if you are criticizing, then start out with something positive. Hey, you do a really good job with this, or you did a really good job here, but perhaps this would make it better, you know? And you're just, you're just being tactful there. Because if you come in with a criticism right away, it's gonna put that person on the defensive, and then it's hard to dig yourself out of that hole. Right. All right, so lesson two, we good now? Lesson two? Um, if you want people to like you, become genuinely interested in them. Now, you know, acting genuinely interested, you know, it has to be sincere, you know. And for me, that that just comes natural. I'm, I'm interested to hear uh, about different people and different people's opinions and perspectives and their experiences in life and different cultures. You know, I'm I'm from the South, if you can't tell by the way I talk. Allie's from New Jersey, you know. She has a different outlook on, and she's much younger than me too, different outlook on the world than me. So it's interesting for me to hear her experiences about living up north in the Jersey area. Um, it's interesting to hear her opinions because she's grown up in a different time than I have. 
So becoming genuinely interested in somebody, like I say, it, it does happen naturally. And, you know, even now, if you're working with, with, with clients or whoever, you can gather so much data about those people up front because of the stuff that we're putting on social media. So you got a potential client or somebody that you want to do business with or a friend or whatever, and go look that person up and see what's on their social media and then talk about those things. And then that's going to get that person excited. And when they figure out that you genuinely care about them and their opinions and what they've, and what they've been through their life experiences, then they're going to, that that's going to improve your relationship right off the bat. I agree. I agree. There, there was one time I, I used to lease apartments and when we knew that there was someone coming in to do a tour of the apartment community, we would look them up on Facebook. And if we can see if they like some kind of drink or like some kind of restaurant or whatever, we knew how to kind of like, you know, talk to them and relate to them in a way to make them feel comfortable and, you know, feel good. So that's, that's good. I like yeah, that. 100%. Number three was be a good listener. Um, 25%, spend 25% of your time talking. 75% listening, you know, active listening. Don't talk about yourself. Encourage the person to talk about, about themselves. So one of the examples that, that Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie wrote that book, by the way, one of the examples he uses in there is he was at a dinner party and he, he talked to this person for, I don't know how long it was. It's been a long time since I've read the book, but he said, basically all he did was ask questions and the person talked the most. And so then later on, after the party was over and, you know, uh, a mutual contact, they were having another event and uh, hey, make sure you invite that guy. He's such a good, he's such a good conversationalist, you know, such a good, a good talker. He, all he did was listen the whole time. He <laughs> wanted to make sure that he was there just because, you know, he asked questions and, and allowed him to talk about him, about yeah. himself. So active that- listening to what people say is very important. Yeah. And the reason why that guy probably felt that way is because, and I don't know the numbers and behind it, but I heard, and I, I know it's true because I've lived it, is that people don't really remember what the, what you say. It's how you made them feel. 100%. So he felt important. He didn't even know what they talked about, but he felt important enough. And that's how, of course, he wants to invite him to the next dinner party. And I have an example with being a good listener. I, I think I naturally had that kind of like how Craig said he has some natural abilities. I think me being a listener is one of those that I have. And um, there was this one time I was in, in my real estate office and some younger guy comes in and he says, you know, I'm trying to pass this test and I can't pass it. I can't pass it. I've tried taking it a million times and I was listening to him and I'm like, he just needs um, support. He knows it because I almost tested him, but he knew it. He just needed some support. So I gave him support and he passed the test. And I remember um, one day he called me and he just needed to talk. He just needed to vent. And it was over an hour. Okay. And I kid you not. I kid you not. I think I said 10 words. I think I said 10 words. And at the end of it, he was like, gosh, he's like, how do you, how do you do this? He said, I had never even told any, I never even opened up to anyone like this before. Like, how were you able to do it? You know? And there's no magic pill for it. Like if you really care and you want to listen that, I mean, that speaks wonders. Now, he, I mean, he comes to me at times and, and so asks for advice and stuff. And only because I think he trusts me and knows that I'm a good listener. And not only that I critique him. Like Craig said, it's sometimes it's, it's important to do it. You know, there's ways, 
but he put me in that spot where I'm almost his mentor. So I have the right to do it. I'm not coming from like left field and saying, Hey dude, you know, go ahead and do this. I mean, that's, that's not how it works. You know, he put me in that position to be able to do that. But um, you mentioned number three about listening and that story came to me. So um, yeah, that's, a good, that's another good story that also touches on lesson eight is use encouragement to empower the other person. Yeah. So it sounded like you were encouraging that guy, just like you did me last week about, about taking the test. You know, you're smart. You got this. This is, you know, you've studied, you're, you're good. Yeah. So you're using encouragement in lesson eight to empower the other person. So that's, that's definitely another example where these principles are spilling over into, into, into more than one lesson. Yeah. You know, there's, there's one that I wanted to make sure that we covered is, you know, ask questions instead of giving orders. And so when I've been in leadership roles, I like to tactfully, you know, instead of saying, Hey, go do that for me. It's like, Hey, would you mind doing this for me? You know? And that makes people a lot more, um, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, and my daughter and I had this conversation just the other day when we pulled in on, on trash day and the can was sitting outside and, uh, I don't know how we got into it, but Hey honey, would you mind taking the trash can in for me? And so then I was, I was explaining this very concept to her. And this is even before we, we started with, uh, you know, preparing for today's talk. And uh, she said, what if I still say no, dad? And I'm like, well, then I'll just tell you to do it. You know, <laughs> you're more likely somebody to buy in if you treat them with respect and, 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 and ask them maybe, maybe frame it as a question instead of just barking orders at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because people naturally want to help us as they, human beings. We naturally want to help. So if we frame it in a way that, that, you know, they're helping, it makes them feel good. But one thing I wanted to mention too, and I, and um, one of my mentors mentioned this and it's true. I'm going to ask you guys to try it the next few weeks and see what happens. So he said, the kind of like taking the trash out, I'll use that as an example. If you ask someone a question twice, they're more likely to say yes. So if you say, Hey, Hey honey, can you go ahead and do you mind taking that trash out for me? And when you're done, can you go ahead and pull back up in the garage? It's a, it's like a proven fact that if you ask them two questions to do something, they're more likely to say yes. So that's something in, in sales that you guys can try too. hundred percent. I don't know if you picked this up when you were preparing on your, on your end, Allie, but over here where he talks about getting a yes first, and I can't find it in my notes right now, but it's the Socrates, the Socratic, am I saying that right? Socratic method. Mm-hmm. So, would get two yeses. He would try to get two yeses right off the bat. Yes. And and the and the reason is because you want to get those yeses because, like I said, once you get no's, people starts their ego gets involved and they start digging into the to the I have to be right. So get a couple of yeses. So we're hey Allie, would you agree we're here to we're here to serve our client? Yes, obviously, right. We, and then whatever other questions, but start getting some yeses and think about, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're, they're more surface level yeses than the, than the real meat of the problem, but at least you're getting those yeses and getting, and getting that ball rolling. Yep. And you're letting them open up a little bit more to get to that route. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I know we're running short on time. One that I would like to hit, you know, if you're wrong and you know it, admit it immediately. You know, because if you try to wiggle your way out of things when you're obviously wrong and people know it, then that's going to that's going to break trust and it's going to do a lot of other damage. And another thing that I would say there is if you know you're wrong, admit it 
and then offer solutions to the problem. You know, don't don't just go in and 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 uh, and, and glaze over it, but offer. You know, I was wrong, but here's what I'm going to do about it. You know, I was wrong in this particular case with this particular person, and but here's what I'm going to do to fix it, and that's going to earn a whole lot of respect too, and and, and solidify your relationships. One hundred percent. And I'll and I kind of this is I guess this kind of relates to it. I don't know if it does or not, but what comes to mind is that you know I have a few people in my circle that are my people. You know, like they're, they're my people. And whenever I feel like we're, we have some kind of fight or disagreement, whatever the case may be, I automatically um, address it immediately. Immediately. I don't let it drag. I don't let it go on for weeks. You know, I, I put, I grab them aside and let's talk about it and put this to rest. Yeah. And doing it immediately, it's, I think it's better if you draw it, if, if you put it out there versus them figuring it out. Right. You know, and sometimes you don't know, but if you know you're wrong, then go ahead and admit it, get it out on the table, offer your solutions and go on your merry way. Yeah. Instead of letting the other, instead of trying to hide, or maybe they won't notice, you know, I'll just keep it to myself. Eventually they're going to find it. It always comes back. <laughs> yeah. If you bring it out first, you know, there's a, there's a Navy SEAL named Jocko Willink who has a, a, a leadership program called Extreme Ownership. And, and in that program, he says the leader owns everything, you know. And so um, one of the things that he talks about is a friendly fire incident they had in Iraq. And, you know, he admitted to his, his leadership, I'm the guy, you know, this, this falls on me. Here's what we're going to do about it. And because he offered solutions, he didn't get fired where normally he would have got fired or even worse. Mm-hmm. But offer solutions to problems. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.